What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Bill Cunningham, the great American. In about an hour, we have Allie Bradley of News Nation live from the southern border. She's in Eagle Pass. Of course, uh, both presidents are going to visit allegedly tomorrow, and uh, we'll see what comes of that. But once again, Liz Bonus is the health reporter for Channel 12. 12 stands for news. And Liz Bonus, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Liz, how are you? Oh, Willie, I am great. If you ever want to wonder or want to find out how many people listen to you, just do a story on penile fractures with Willie. <laughs> Please explain that to me. we got to talk about homegrown <laughs> testicles. But before we get to that... About a week or two ago, I saw this story that uh, I called you. A when I think about broken penises, I think of Liz Bonus. So I called you, and you said you're on this story, and that somehow on Valentine's Day it caused a lot of uh, unnecessary injury because of aggressive females. But uh, I've seen this story about homegrown testicles growing a pair. Please explain. Yes, this is actually very interesting. I'm working on finding out just, you know, how this is done, and we'll be sharing this on Local 12 as well. But a pair of tiny artificial testicles have actually been created now in a lab, and scientists are hoping that it'll provide solutions to some of the infertility challenges that we have now with guys. And they want to understand more about testicular development and function. Mm. How do you like that? Let's study it. I now, mean, t how, yeah. tell me about testicular function. Explain, explain the process. So somebody, <laughs> and you, you, you know, my, my coach has always told me, why don't you grow a pair? And I didn't think it would actually happen again. But uh, go, if someone has had cancer of the testicles, this is very important. Or if men aren't performing well because something is lacking, you can grow your own te uh, test. <laughs> excuse me, testicles. Get into the story. Tell me how it's done. <laughs> All right. So th this is actually a legitimate study in the International Journal of Biological Sciences. And researchers were looking to find out, like, for example, as you say, when you have uh, cancer or something, there can be a drop in the fertility or, you know, the availability. And so we need to learn more about the little swimmers. And so they said, okay, if we could do this, then there's these things that are tiny artificial organs called organoids, and they resemble the tubular structure, as they say, of a natural testicle. And so they're tiny, they're gro they are grown in masses of cells, and they resemble the natural organs. You could find out sort of how the swimmers swim and how we might be able to boost this up. How cool is that? Swimmers that do the backstroke, the breaststroke, they can do uh, all kinds of strokes. I'm reading this story. It begins by saying, this is pretty nuts. Researchers at Israel's Bar Elan University have grown laboratory testicles that hope uh, would eventually ease male infertility, which affects about 15% of males. And this goes on to say that they produce cells extracted from mouse testes. So begins, I guess these things are quite small or said to re resemble yeah, they, the they structure. Started with Newport. Explain that. <laughs> they started with new. No, no, no. no they wouldn't all be small. You know, it would depend on the mouse. Um, they actually cultured immature testicular cells from newborn mice. That's how they found them. That's how they grew them. And the cells were then grown in the lab for nine weeks. 
And theoretically, that's long enough to complete the process of sperm production and what they call hormone secretion. And those things would be needed for fertility. So if we could, yeah, take the mouse size and, you know, make the next step, which would logically be doing something related to humans, this has a lot of potential. They have to mature. They'd have to be grown in tubes. But you know now we can grow like ears and things like that that people need when they need something replaced. Right. So why couldn't you help, you know, replace some swimmers or whatever was needed? Assuming I you, think it's fascinating. I, I, I like to study it more, but uh, assuming you're not a person that's had testicular cancer, why would a 35, 40, 45-year-old male want to put some mouse uh, testicles in his scrotum? Well, you wouldn't necessarily take the mouse testicles and put them in yours. This is a model of how you would grow them, and then you would eventually use what you hope will be human cells for growing, what do you say, grow a pair. Great. My well, coaches always is. say, Coach Jerry Wood said grow a pair. I'm thinking, okay, I didn't think I'd actually do it. So th this isn't a joke. I, I see this story. This is a real thing, right? This is, like, legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it really is. It's in the legitimate journal. They they say that 85%, you know, of young cancer patients will survive to adulthood, which is really good with testicular cancer. So they've been looking at choices and things like this and perhaps a way to get these to grow and then be able to transplant them or have human fertility enhanced by them. When will it come to a uh, doctor near you? Is it like a year or two away? Is it happening now? Is it five years? Tony Bender wants to know because he wants to plan for the future. So uh, how long will it take before he can grow a pair? Did you just say that, like, your program director needs to grow a pair? You should not be saying that. Ooh, poor Tony. Uh, that man, like, pays your salary and stuff, Willie. Uh, remember that, yeah. No, uh, usually when something's in a lab experiment, it, it, like, say you're taking a drug to development, it'll take 12 years to get it to where it needs years. to go. So, yeah. 12 years? My guess is that when you're starting with labs and mice, it's going to be a little while. Well, could you use other animals instead of a, a mouse testicles? I'm thinking maybe, like, rhino testicles or something a little bit. A Would little that bit make you... Hello. Would that make you have less, you'd, be, you'd, you'd have like less fear that they'd be tiny? Yes, um, I, I can't imagine the size of a mouse testicle, I, like a grain of sand. I, I don't know how big these things are. I had to check them out. Well, you know, I don't know that I have checked them out either, but I will tell you that one of the reasons they tend to use certain animal models is that they mimic what will happen in humans. So I don't know that rhinos have the same flow process. <laughs> That mice do. I never actually experimented with that. All Although right. I have done some, some really interesting stories with the Cincinnati Zoo, where when they want to have like you know a, like fertility enhanced in a, in an animal such as a rhino or an elephant, yeah. they have like they ha they have to put things in that are our suppository size. Only a rhino's suppository size is like the size of Beach a, balls. A, a coffee mug. <laughs> yeah, a coffee mug. <laughs> Gotta get, remember, a, like, gotta get a wheelbarrow in front of me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be big. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's so, move. Let's move on. But, but, but the researchers, led by Dr. Nitsan Gonon, is a good name for him. Gonon are aiming to develop human-like testicles and human cells to help treat developmental sex disorders and infertility. And so, who knows where this leads? Maybe in uh, seven or eight years, I'll have you back on and talk about successful transplants into Tony Bender's private parts, and we'll see what happens. Uh, what what came of the big story you had a couple of weeks ago about uh, 
about these penises that got broke uh, on Valentine's Day. Is that, uh, uh, is that developed? Oh, so uh, what's the latest on that? This is actually fascinating. People <laughs> stop me on the street. And, you know, when I'm with friends, they're like, were you talking about broken in like just a few weeks ago? And my friends are just looking at me like, whoa. I found out how many people really listen to Willie. But what I've learned since then, and yes, it actually was true. For those of you that missed that wonderful segment, you actually can have a penile fracture from playful eroticism, and it does go up around holidays, such as Valentine's Day. So that's where we're talking about it. You need to get it repaired immediately if Ooh. there's been like a break in the structure. So, but. But, but, but this is really cool. Since then, I'm working on a story, and I just uh, went this morning to Mayfield Brain and Spine, and they have an incredible uh, physical therapy team there. And did you know that you can help a guy with, like, the pelvic floor, just like you can have, like, you can help a woman, and you can help them with erectile dysfunction this way? You know, the pelvic floor is the forgotten core. You've heard that? Eh? And so, yeah. What? Yeah. Pelvic floor? I, like linoleum yeah. or okay, so <laughs> so your your pelvis, that really important thing that's between like your waist and your knees. Uh, one of the things we've known is for women, like after childbirth and things like that, you can do exercises to tighten it up. Well, today I was over there, and they've got a whole new area of <laughs> pelvic floor physical therapy now mm. for both men and women, and for guys who may need you know bladder help or uh, help with erectile dysfunction, they can teach you how to sort of strengthen the pelvis, tighten the muscles, relax the muscles if that's part of the problem. And many people are helped by this. So I was like, we need to share this. This oh, is yeah. really important. And I'm, oh, important. I know, you just can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. So pelvic yeah. pelvic situations, I, you know, I think uh, if it's broken, how do you, do you uh, like a splint, you, you put it in a cast or how do you correct that? No, if it's broken, you actually have to have the doctors go in and, and mm. what they, they say that the, the, the anatomy itself doesn't break. The little linings in there break, and you have to have those repaired. Mm. But once that's done, if you're still having trouble with, you know, the romance in your life, ask a physical therapist about men's health and being able to strengthen the pelvic floor. It's a thing. Well, I'm, I'm learning more every day, and I saw this one commercial on TV. might have been on Channel 12, Liz Bonus, and this guy had like a, a carrot-like condition, and the thing was going like a righty or a lefty. Is that similar to a broken penis? It was like the, the thing was that, going to the right. Is that the Peyronie's disease? That's it right there. I it, thought it was like a foot yeah, thing. Yeah. Peyronie's disease. Tony yeah. Bender talked to me about that one day. But what is the Peyronie's oh, disease? Poor Tony. He must. He, people must see him and think that he has like every health challenge you could have because you throw him under the bus. Uh, he does. So he does. they did. They did tell me Rodies. when you when you have when you have the penile fractures that you can have almost like a Peroni's like. Um, if you don't get it fixed, it will end up looking like that, which means it's crooked or in the wrong direction or looks like an eggplant. So, yes, that's an actual thing that looks bad and, yeah. more importantly, will could interfere with fertility or could interfere with your ability to just have the, the thing we all like to have with our significant other. And that would be terrible, wouldn't it? Well, that'd be awful. I'm thinking, you know, uh, I think a hot woman can cure a lot of ED, but that that's kind of a different issue. Uh, you have a story up about women may see more benefits from regular exercise than men, according to the National Institute of Health. The study found that not only does regular exercise lower the risk of early death or fatal heart events more for women than men, but women reach maximum health benefits 
levels from exercise quicker than men. How come? Yes, yes. Okay, so the reason I wanted to share this is, number one, it proves that women aren't equal to men. They're superior, yet again. No question. Uh, you know, just have to throw that in there. No question. Uh, this is actually fascinating research, because usually you think of exercise benefiting a bigger body more, and that's usually a guy. So if you take usually a 300-pound person and put them on a treadmill and you take a 100-pound person, the 300-pound person burns more calories. But they went beyond the calories. National Institutes of Health said, how much exercise does a guy need to live longer and live well, and how much does a woman need? Mm. And do you know that for every two and a half hours that a woman gets for exercise and it didn't matter whether it was aerobic or weight a guy has to do five hours to get the same mm. benefit for the mm. heart and the rest of the body how do well, you like that why is it because uh less muscle mass less bone structure less lung capacity what is it well they're not exactly sure but they do think it's because you simply have larger organs so in other words like you said the heart the lungs are bigger and so you would need to sort of put more exertion through them to get the same benefit. So to keep your lungs healthy, to keep your heart healthy, you'd have to get more air, more pressure. So whether you're lifting weights or running, that's the thought behind it. But it's really fascinating. It's a huge separation in difference when you look at workout standards. They found when they looked at 400,000 people, men and women, that women have a 24 production, 24% uh, reduction in mortality risk with less physical activity. Mm. Guys from the same amount would only get about 15%. So in other words, we're going to live 10% longer doing two and a half hours. And if you only do two and a half hours, you're only going to get 15% of the benefit. So you got to do double that to catch up. Liz Bonus, would you rather be a woman or a man? Oh my goodness. I still love being a girl. I'm uh, a total girly girl. I agree. Yeah. And I, you know, I grew up with four boys so I do admit that when I was younger, I thought it would be really cool to be a boy. But it just, nah. Now I'm like, like the girly thing. No question. And lastly, it says here that the researchers say that women were found to meet an 18% reduced risk in early death or fatal heart disease. And as it goes on to say that women need to exercise uh, 2.5 hours per week. And that can include walking. One of the best things I do is simply walk. And then I lift a few weights at night. I'm up to lifting like 12 pounds out of each hand. And so I'm thinking right. I'm thinking right now is the best exercise. You you spend your life on this. If you have time, everybody can walk, and they can have a pedometer or whatever. Is walking the best exercise? You know, I believe that it is. But the best exercise is the one that you will actually do. <laughs> so oh, oh. if walking isn't your thing, because I have a treadmill and I just had to have the motor replaced because it had 23,000 miles on it. Oh. I'm really into that. And yeah, they told me they weren't going to warranty it anymore if I didn't replace a bunch of stuff. So the cool thing about walking is you can walk 30 minutes one way and you got to walk 30 minutes back. But keep in mind, for every two and a half hours a lady does, you guys got to do five hours to get the same benefit. So you better get moving. You might want to start now. I better start right home. now. And Liz Bonas, I'm reading this. Men were found to meet the same level as a woman after double the work. So a man's yeah. got to do five hours a week of exercise. A woman only 2.5. And I'm thinking that's not fair. That's not fair. I'm telling you, it's not fair. You know, it, isn't it that just the beauty of life that for once a guy would actually have to work harder than a woman to achieve the same result? Uh, no, we can talk about it. I, I think women, I think we men have had our time. Our day's over. I mean, we're done. Uh, Christian, white, married men are done. Uh, we're at the back of the list. I think men need affirmative action. 
What do you think? Well, I believe that all things should be equal for all people. In other words, pay and yeah. you know promotions yeah. and all the rest of that. Um, I think we're never done. I just think that we all are realizing now that, again, we're all individuals, and what we bring to the table uh, might be something different. And, you know, we need to look at skill. We need to look at uh, being able to do the job or whatever you're talking about. But in this case, when you were looking at exercise, it's really true, man. Women are way ahead of guys. You know, men are more yeah. likely to be drug addicts. Men are more likely to be in prison. Men are more likely to kill themselves. Men are more likely to have health problems. Uh, I'm surprised I, I can even grow a pair. I mean, it's unbelievable the problems that men have compared to women. But society tells us that women only make 70% of men, which is a bunch of BS. But men have had it. We're dying earlier. We're getting drunk. We're using drugs, committing crime. We're all a bunch of derelicts. So why do you think that is, Willie? Because not enough men have grown a pair. And because I think, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say, but all the statistics. And women are more likely to graduate from college. Women are more likely to graduate from high school. Women are more likely to be uh, lawyers everywhere I look. You know, women, look in Cincinnati right now. Chief of police is a woman. The sheriff a is a woman. The uh, three county commissioners, all women. The chief justice of the Ohio Supreme Court is a woman. Four women on the U.S. Supreme Court. I think men need affirmative action. Well, you could get on that campaign and see how it does. <laughs> it will not do well. All right, we've covered much territory. <laughs> we've covered growing a pair, broken penises, Peroni's disease, and women living longer, and men have had it. Liz Bonus, once again, thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. But if you're with a hot woman, that'll cure ED. Do you agree? No, you know, I don't want to put, like, the guys down thing. It actually has nothing to do with the hotness. Really? This, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, it really does. I don't know about no, that. No, I don't know Because if that. it's a real thing, yeah. if it's a real thing, you need mm. to get it medically treated properly. That public floor thing, Willie, I want you to try that. i got to grow a pair, first of all. But Liz Bonus, uh, once again, very educational, very adult conversations. And thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. And work on your pelvic structures and your pelvic pelvic floor that's the key pelvic floor that's and it. willie the pleasure is all mine i love it when a woman says that liz bonus thank you very much let's continue <laughs> bill cunningham 700 wlw the hit true crime podcast paper ghosts is back with